the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, what an honor and a privilege to talk to this guy. In fact, I think uh, we've talked to Jerry before, and uh, I don't, I'm a little surprised Jerry wanted to be with us again because of our <laughs> reputation, Dan. But, it precedes uh, us, doesn't it? <laughs> but what an honor. Jerry Jenkins, of course, uh, who on the planet didn't read the Left Behind series mm-hmm. with uh, Jerry Jenkins and Tim LaHaye back in the day. Well, guess what continues his amazing, his amazing uh, writing style? The Dead Sea Conspiracy is out today, and you got to get it. It's book two in the uh, Dead Sea Chronicles series. Jerry, how are you? Doing well, Rick and Dan. Great to be with you. Good to have you. Thanks for being on with us. Uh, I, I have to admit, you know, back when the the whole Left Behind series came out, my wife and I would stay up all hours of the night reading them, just couldn't put them down. You have a way of writing that just captures uh, the imagination. And, and even for somebody like me, who's not much of a reader, uh, thanks for everything you do. It was it was phenomenal. So I can't wait to talk about this one. Well, I appreciate that. Believe it or not, that uh, first Left Behind book came out 27 years ago this week. Oh, wow. Now I really feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's, it's funny. I didn't Google it, uh, but I was thinking in my mind, where was I? And I remember this. I was not here. It worked for this company, but another company, radio company. And it was like, when was that? And I was thinking that was somewhere around early 2000s, probably, right? Late 90s, yeah. 19, yeah, late, 1995, actually. Wow. That's, That's amazing. How many times do people, and we do want to talk about your latest work because it's amazing as well, but how many times do people come up to you and say about the same thing that Dan says? Because everybody that I know that's read any or all of the series, they say they just couldn't put it down. You know, people do still say that, and amazingly, that that phenomenon continues to this day. That 16-book that series is still selling about 15,000 units a month. To this wow. It just, it just still blows our minds. That is amazing. Well, let's, let's talk about the new book. It's called The Dead Sea Conspiracy. Now, this is a, a second part of the Dead Sea kind of series. Is that right? Right. It's a, it's second of a two book series. The, there may be a third if this one really catches on. If you, if you guys make this a bestseller, <laughs> no pressure. But <laughs> Awesome. Well, tell it. Tell us kind of the premise of the story for those who haven't read uh, the first one. Tell us the premise of the story and uh, and how the idea came about for you. Yeah, and I should say one thing that uh, you can read book two without reading book number one. I mean, okay. most people like to read number one. And if they read two, they might go back to number one. But uh, I put enough in there so that it brings you up to speed. And you know what's going on and, and it's pretty self-contained. But the story actually came to me from the publisher. And uh, that doesn't often happen. I'm fortunately at a place in my career where, where sometimes publishers will come to me and say, you know, could you do a novel on this subject? And yeah. usually I say no, because I have enough of my own ideas and we novelists are kind of selfish types and we like to, you know, write our own stories. Yeah. But uh, they were the publishers came to me and said, you know, what would you think about a novel based on a, an archaeologist uh, and working in the Middle East? 
and it kind of intrigued me, but I admitted that I was not uh, an expert at all. I'm not a, a theologian or a scholar, and I'm certainly not an archaeologist. So I said, if you could find me the right uh, consultant, I, I could could do this, I think. I'd like to try it. And uh, they, they hooked me up with Dr. Craig Evans of Houston Baptist Seminary, who's a prof yeah. and, and an archaeologist. He's the smartest guy in the room, no matter what the room. And, and he's able yes, he somehow is. to keep those cookies on the lower shelf where I can reach him. And uh, <laughs> so I learned an awful lot from him. But but my main character is uh, Nicole Berman, who is a, who's late 30s. Uh, she has two earned doctorates. She wants to, to dig in, in Saudi Arabia, but she's got several things going against her. Her youth, her gender, her religion. She happens to be a Messianic Jew. So all those things you can imagine a Muslim country allowing somebody like that to dig. Mm-hmm. And she comes to the conclusion that probably the only reason they did is that if she finds something that would shed light on the the discord among the religions, the major religions and, and these countries, that uh, she might be an easy mark and, and they could quash this and, and uh, not have to worry about it. So that becomes the intrigue of the co- contemporary story. Hmm. But every other chapter, I switch back 4,000 years to the time of the birth of Abraham and his upbringing, because that's the kind of stuff she's looking for, is things from Mesopotamia 4,000 hmm. years ago. And um, some some readers are really jarred by go- jumping back and forth every chapter, but uh, others already that uh, I've heard from the, the pre-readers have, have said they really enjoyed that. And uh, I think it keeps their their attention because it kept mine when I was writing, too. Yeah, no, that, that's a cool idea. I like that. Dead, uh, Dead Sea Conspiracy, Jerry Jenkins. This is book two uh, in the series. Jerry, when you write a series, uh, do you start off saying, hey, I'm, I'm go- I've got everything I want to put in this series? Or do you unpack it as you go? Obviously, the first book is finished that when you go to work on a book two, are you starting to unpack more or do you pretty much know what you're going to do in the next book? Well, that's a good question because, um, you know, about half of all novelists are what we call pantsers. We write by the seat of our pants. <laughs> we, we write as a process of discovery. In fact, Stephen King is sort of the, the top, you know, model of this. He says, put interesting people in difficult situations and write to find out what happens. Yeah. Well, I write as a process of discovery. I have an idea where I'm going to go. I have a character and I, I have, I think I know where I'm going and where it's going to end, but it always surprises me what happens along the way. I don't outline um, feverishly. And, and, you know, some people, you know, the other half of writers who do that, uh, they sometimes wish they were pantsers. And we pantsers, when we get about halfway through and wonder where we're going next, <laughs> wish we were outliners. We're sort of like, um, I remember when I had hair, people who have uh, curly hair want it straight and straight, straight hair people want it curly. Well, we're yep. living that way too. But uh, that, that keeps me uh, uh, out of trouble with, with the readers sometimes because they'll say, why did you kill off my favorite character? And oh. I, can say, I can say, hey, I write as a process of discovery. I, I was uh, as shocked and disappointed as you. I didn't I didn't kill him off. I found him dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes all the pressure yeah, off of yeah. you. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, it wasn't my fault. He just, he got killed. <laughs> yep. <Is> it, <laughs> That's is hilarious. It, now, you've been writing for, for so long. D- does that surprise you? I mean, people, when we read or we watch something on television, uh, and, and, you know, just to mention – your your son uh, and uh, the the chosen 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing has exploded, and Dan's been amazing. telling me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. But we gravitate toward a character, and if something happens to that character, does that does that still surprise you that we would be so enamored or in love with a character that we? Oh no, I can't believe it, Jerry. Why'd you do that? Yeah, well, I I kind of have to live with these characters too, and so uh, I know the feeling. And uh, you're right; I've been writing a long time. In fact, when I started writing. Uh, I think rainbows were black and white still, <laughs> um, and, but but I still have to. Uh, to ma- I love to make up stories, and uh, and I found too as I get older, the memory's not what it used to be. And so it used to be I could keep all this in my head mm-hmm. and keep track of everybody. But you know, even in in the Left Behind series, there was a time when I wrote a book where the sun had d- diminished in power by a third. That was one of the curses that it's pr- prophesied in scripture. Right. And I had a bunch of people out in the desert and I had them wearing sweaters and long pants and hats and stuff because it was cold. And as I'm writing the thing, I'm thinking, wait a minute now, that curse happened in the last book. Did that curse lift by the end of that book? I just didn't remember. I went back and noticed that, yeah, the curse had lifted and the sun was now full power again. I had to go back through this manuscript and undress all my characters. <laughs> well, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. But you're right, too, about the the phenomenon of, of uh, The Chosen. My son Dallas created that. And, you know, I helped him get his start in, in the film business back when he got out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago. And uh, ironically, th- this phenomenon of, of the chosen has hit him in his mid forties, which is w- what I was when uh, left behind hit. Yeah. And so I've been able to counsel him a little bit on, on the phenomenon, but really this is his project alone. He created it. And I feel like I'm sort of pressing my nose up against the glass and saying, can I play too? Um, yeah. but he, he lets me write a novel for each uh, season. So that's been great fun. I'm oh, working wow. on season three right wow. now. I mean, he definitely got his dad's storytelling ability and just through the different medium. I mean, you're such a phenomenal writer on page and, and him with, with a, a, a camera and film. I mean, you know, when you first start watching, sometimes you think, okay, this is going to be a hokey Christian film. But he does it in a way that is just beautiful. And the characters, you, you I mean, obviously it's Jesus, but he has a, a way of building the characters. It's just he, you've got to be a proud dad. That's all I can say. I am. I wish I could take credit for his storytelling gift, but it's it's really something unique, and uh, it's it's been amazing. My wife and I will see him on these behind the scenes specials and things on Facebook and on right. TV, and and we say, "Who raised that kid?" I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jenkins always delight. Uh, the new book is out today, so get it. Uh, not just this book. Read this book, but read number one as well if you haven't. Dead Sea Conspiracy. This is book number two. And you can go to jerryjenkins.com to find out more. Jerry, you are, I remember the last time, you're so humorous, and we just love having you. And what you do is so important to the body of Christ. It really, really is. Just keep writing. And Mm. if you ever decide to write a book about uh, washed-up radio talk show hosts, we know a couple. Um, Here's your samples right here. (laughs) I've written a lot of fiction, so I could do that. All right, check out the book and and more. More to come. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.